welcome to Lexicon, Lex Intro Cast. Today we are going to be talking about season two, episode six, Stan's Trial. But first, as always, my name is Shane, and joined by Jonathan. Hello. Kinsey. Hello. And Garrett. Hello. So, first of all, what did everyone think? Pretty good. Very good. Very backstory heavy. Yeah, I yes. enjoyed it. I enjoyed this one. This was very good. It gave some indication of what was going on with Stan before time. Yes, indeed. We get into the episode, and the episode opens with a passionate discussion between Stanley Zev and 790. This is in the general facility of the Celeste Pleasure Transport, and he is yeah. trying to persuade 790 to help find the exact coordinates. I thought we were going to get going to get a love liner too at this point. <laughs> I was worried about that as well. In the first point, if I get on there, we're not recycling already. We haven't run out by the assist quick, have we, gentlemen? I was like, no, stance trial. They can't get on that road quite that quick. So, yes, order 790 to assist, and the object to stand's desire is located. Lex is ordered to these coordinates, and a very, very happy Stanley rubs his hands. Yes, and we get probably the most weirdest spaceship design I have ever seen. <laughs> just, yes. when you, just when you thought the Lex couldn't look phallic enough. <laughs> yes. The uh, female version, I think. <laughs> I mean, that's all, it, all, all it needs to do is dock, tell, and first the image which have just been done. <laughs> yes, um... What can what can I say about the pleasure transport? Has kids in the right places? I think Stanley's ordering system sounds more like a Chinese takeaway, though. Yes. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. The pleasure transport is run on a barter system, but Stanley doesn't need any money to enter. He simply needs something of value that can be exchanged. However, Stanley finds through his pleasure that all, that's only his name is needed to get on board. Stanley leaves Zev behind, uh, and Stanley enters a pleasure transport, and he is greeted by two lovely, uh, lovely ladies of leisure, and that's where we get the Chinese takeaway moment. <laughs> we're ordering it, and it's just like uh, uh, John said just now, we were, uh, again, you were still worried, are they retreading here? Are they retreading? Are they retreading? That quick, this quickly. And and I I think before this on the ship he said something about he was going to have a pleasant enema. So I guess he needed <laughs> he needed three women to give him an enema. Yes, <laughs> that was if he traded in seven ninety's head. Mm. So now he can have three. It's a show that goes to places taste wise that no other show ever goes. Yes. Stanley moves into a room which seems to be made up of a large computer wall. And then he gets trapped. In a giant condom. Indeedy, yes, indeed. <laughs> so I'm I'm assuming I mean they used the, the condom to trap him, but I'm assuming that was just some supply that they had on hand that they normally <laughs> use for something else. Impossibly. <laughs> Big John Holmes. <laughs> So yeah, so he is trapped because a group of heretics have stalked out the pleasure transport in the hope that the arch traitor Stanley Tweeter will one day return. Yes. 
and Zavzik's the monitor of board the Lex and a message being transmitted to all the planets in the alert zone that Stanley has been apprehended. Apprehended? Apprehended. And Zev goes to wake Kai. We obviously guessed that there was going to be a trial this episode. It was pretty obvious from the title, but we didn't actually uh, go back to linking it linking it to the backstory in the way that this has played out, did we? In our guesses at that. Mm. No, not yet, no. No, we kind of missed quick, quick there, I think, Gareth. Yeah. Quick question. Go ahead. Yeah. Why does Kai keep on going in the cryo chamber? Uh, proto blood. Isn't yeah, it? but we were t- we got told he's got tons of that stuff now. Oh, he has, but not like to like live twenty four seven. Yeah, not an endless supply. He's got a lot. If he, you know, it's best that he eats it out, so he's there when he's needed. But he has got a lot. He's dead anyway, so it's not like he needs leisure time. <laughs> so, you know, he'll just wake up when he needs to do something, and then he doesn't mind being frozen the rest of the time. He's not most of to be out of the fridge unless he's needed. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we meet the Grand Prosecutor Gianna, who arrives on the, pe- on the pe- Pedro Transport, walking through the airlock in a very, very deep Space Nine airlock. Yes. I know. Is this the lady, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to say this. I really loved her. Her character reminded me so much of one other character. Mm-hmm. Up to a point, and then she went too far. It reminded me so much of Servalan. Oh, this manipulative, controlling, powerful female. It was kind of interesting that she wasn't the bimbo that pretty much every other character in this show has been so far. Mm. Yeah, except maybe Jigarata early on, and then also obviously she turned out to be complete psycho. <laughs> mm. As was where she went a bit too far, but for me, up to a certain point, she was right on the money, and I kind of regret they did what they did to the character at the end. Well, if they kept her to a certain point, it would have been great to carry on. If you're talking about her fetish, then I thought I found the whole thing pretty shocking, to be honest. Uh, no, I'm not talking. Sorry, but the, the fact that she was this powerful, controlling, dominant female character. Yeah. Not that often you hear that in, in science fiction at all. Mm. Well, speaking of uh, characters who remind us of people, um, yeah, I haven't brought this up yet. I, I don't know if any of you are familiar with an old podcast called The Signal that was about Firefly. Uh, I heard of it, but I never listened to it. Okay, well, one of the uh, one of the founding podcasters on that show uh, looks exactly like Kai including the fact that he used to have very long black hair. And that always, oh. uh, yeah, That every time I see Kai, I remember him. Cool. Can we get him on this show? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> if you're listening, there is a like for you here. Although lookalikes don't work too well in podcast audio. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's true. I definitely want to see a photograph now, Kinsey. Okay, I'll see if I can find so- one. I'll have a look at that for another episode. So as I, I still say he's Gary Newman and Robert Smith myself. Kind so basically of got, she a goth electro star. <laughs> yeah. So basically she comes on board and uh, really wants to try and basically execute Stanley there and then. Mm. Yeah, uh, so so she arrives in the station as we said, 
Um, I've got down in my notes a very pleasant out of evilness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so we cut back to the relax, and Kai is not concerned with Stanley's rescue. He feels that if Stanley is guilty, then he should pay the price. Yeah, we get the whole sort of viewpoint of Kai being really into justice. Mm. Perhaps something that stems from his role as an assassin. He was, he was programmed in some way that means that's what he was supposed to meet her out in terms of revenge and uh, execution. Indeed. And would that make him like like a, a judge dread then? Yeah, a little bit that way. Yeah, he's a bit like Odo on uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. But the uh, staff can't believe that Stanley Tweed is capable of these serious crimes, and they both leave to attend his trial. There was a nice callback to um, uh, Zev's trial as well in the, in the first episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Stanley is very upset at being detained in this way. He's told by Gianna that he is under arrest for the 403 million people. And I was like, okay, we don't know about these 433 million people. Are we going down the road of, um, I'm going to butcher the episode here, but it's justice, isn't it? Of the dwarf. Yeah. 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 He's killed a hell of a lot more people than Rimmon, though. Yeah, but, you know, guilty by association rather than guilty by actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's also a bit trial of, trial of a time lord, isn't it? Yeah. You've got a prosecutor who's, like, got her own agenda in this, you know? Yeah. You have to me- mention Quandon Baker. <laughs> I did, sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay, come on, Becky. Right. Um, <laughs> it's not a Doctor Who podcast, so I'm not going to rant. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, get back on the, the trial of Colin Baker. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Uh, so, Gianna meets Zev and Kaya. They enter the pleasure, pleasure transport. Most of have seen here, actually, in my, in my view, where they, uh, you know, they had the guards. And they said, no, 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 no. That up uh, there, my guess. Then they fire the guns at him first. No, no, they almost do. Don't they actually oh, do? I thought, I thought they did. They fired it in Kai, and Kai got in front of Zeb, and he, he took no, this, two. No, that's that's like, that's much later on. That's later. On. Oh, okay. That's much okay. much later on. Sorry. No, no problem. So she's she uh, Gianna very very uh, polite. She asks us. If any of them knew Stanley before they kept the lax. Uh, but Zev says nothing, but Kai cooperated and he said that they did not. He seems satisfied by this and wanders off to prepare for the trial. This preparation involves one of her choosing one of her subordinates to access Stanley's defense, and she chooses a person called Noel who reluctantly agrees to act as. Defence Council, Kai and Zev enter the court and take the seat whilst Dundee's being wheeled in, in shackles. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was interesting that uh, Stanley didn't have an opportunity to meet with counsel before the trial. Well, the, the, the counsel is almost as almost as saying, well, he's as guilty, I can see he's guilty, yours can see he's guilty, we all know he's guilty. 
why do I have to defend him? It's almost like she said, well, as we know, later on, she set him to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a show, it's a show, it's a show trial, isn't it? A kangaroo, a kangaroo yeah. court, if you will. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> you you heard my rant about Donald Trump before the show. <laughs> Better or worse, <laughs> If you're if you're very 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 if you're very very nice people, ladies and gentlemen, and you want to hear that, we might put that at the end of this particular show. If you still got it, Kinsley. Oh yeah, I've still got it. <laughs> so yeah, we might put we might put that rant at the end of the show. <laughs> As, as a bonus, forget the trial the of Donald Trump. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's introduced to uh, no, but who informs Stanley he will defend them the best he can. The, it was at this point I wrote down kangaroo, kangaroo court. So the trial begins. I think what I really liked about the uh, backstory element of this episode was the, uh, the fact that I did kind of want to find out why in that in that first movie he was kind of accused by some of the characters as being this massive traitor. Mm. Yeah. He, he, uh, it, I will say that he was very good at doing all that. It's like, now we understand why you were kept around and everything else. Why you were a bit annoyed when you weren't kept around anymore. Yeah. Mm. So, Jenna, Jenna begins, and her opening a statement indicates that Stanley is accused of letting certain biogenic information fall into the hands of people to his divine shadow. And the whole case rests on the idea that Stanley was in some way in league with his fo- the forces of his shadow and willingly to play the codes. Stanley is given the option of pleading guilty or innocent. He pleads innocent on the basis it was only 94 planets and not the 100, not, not the 100 reform planets that were destroyed. I, th- I thought it was interesting that technically he pled not guilty and then his attorney translated that as innocent. I don't know. I, I, I know in, in legal matters, there's a distinction between those two concepts. Um, and I don't know what they were going for with the show, why they did that. Um, I'm not a lawyer, I'm a politician. Okay, yeah, I thought someone might have some insight. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Jenna thanks the forces of the committee for being patient in staking out the pleasure transport. All I'm going to say on that one is that, um, yeah, mail guards on that sort of transport. I don't think they needed to convince him to stay. <laughs> Not really. So were they, I, I wasn't clear, were they, they, they just took it over and waited there for months and months in case Stan came by? Or did they just have some informant there who would radio them if, if he ever showed up and then they would come? Because that's what I thought at first, but then it seemed as if they'd just basically been living there. It seemed like they were just basically just living there. Huh. They said it was a sting operation, so... Yeah, how they knew Stanley would be there is uh, they're just they're just stalking somewhere he'd been before, I suppose. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they're in other places as well. That'll be interesting. 
Possibly, possibly, possibly. But I, I personally wouldn't need too much convincing to actually stay there for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a much better place than Love Liner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The project, the... Sorry, no, you go ahead, Gareth. No, I was going to say they just basically start sharing the evidence, don't they, after this point? Yeah, and the evidence is very, very heavy on circum- circumstantial evidence. If we get a new flashback, uh, uh, we also get the one that was in a previous episode, don't we? Yeah, we, yeah, we do. Yep. Because I recognise one of them, but not the other. Mm. Yeah, so basically, it comes down to the fact that his courier transport would be about to be captured by mercenaries, and he didn't blow himself up. Yep. So he could have chose the coward's way out, but didn't. Yes. And also backing up a bit, I think in, in most courts of law, you have the right to not wear a memory probe, which will probe your memories and project them onto a screen because that's self-incrimination. That's true. And, but going back to Red Dwarf, but just just as well, it was, it was reading your mind, wasn't it? So mm. Clearly that's been eroded by the time we end up in future space. <laughs> oh, that's true. But to say, he should have had the fifth. <laughs> Uh, the meeting is adjourned, adjourned at that point, and the GN takes time for a little pampering by one of the pleasure transport girls. Yep. And this is the point where she goes a bit more off-kilter, I say. Well, I was going to say, does Jenna have a foot fetish? Yeah. No, I think she has a more of a point-of-death fetish. Well, yeah, yeah. She's a crazy man, psychopath, basically. Yes. I, I thought it was interesting. One of the things I liked about this show is it tries very hard to be consistent. So after after the uh, pleasure girl is killed, then they then she explains that that's because she's not a citizen and has no rights. So Stanley Tweedle is on trial because he has the right to a trial. I mm. thought that, that was good writing because it would have been so easy to just leave that out and just say, oh, well, she's yeah. a prostitute. Yeah. Mm. And it's also at this point where she fires, fires Stan's defense counsel as well. Yeah. For doing a too good a job. Too good a job. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Again, your server then reference? Yeah. I can't think of that. Yeah. Travis. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of that episode, actually. Um, so I think. Well, the trial was Travis. Hmm. Is that called the trial? What's it? Uh, I think you're right, actually. It, it also reminds me of that episode of Deep Space Nine where Worf was on trial, and and his his uh, his Klingon lawyer was doing everything possible to to not <laughs> defend him because if if because a defense lawyer can is not allowed to win in Klingon courts. <laughs> Or no, no. I think it might have been a Cardassian court, but a Klingon. I don't know. That, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I want to just have a quick correction on that. It wasn't Travis. It was Clay Travis. Oh yes, yeah, true. That's and true. even even Shane, the last episode of the X Files was a, was a trial, wasn't it? It certainly was. So you know, it's it's a trope that most shows have got to do at some point in time, isn't it? Mm, yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, yeah, the indeed. old Star Trek had just about every major character on trial at some point. Yes. 
Didn't they have Bokhorn trial for stuff that happened in the cage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did that with the menagerie. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yep. You're right. You're right. So I've completely, I've completely, I completely forgot about cosplay Travis. So that just tickles me. So Kai steps up to the plate. Yeah. Which I thought was good. It gave him something to do that was wordy rather than just coming in and uh, kicking ass at the end of the episode. I thought he made a good job of it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that the, uh, the, the prosecutor had no problem with him being the lawyer because, I mean, she wanted a lawyer... Th- that she could control, and she failed to do that and fired that lawyer, and, and then now she has someone that she can't control at all, but she's completely happy with him taking it on. Yeah, but she's in front of the judge at that point. She's got to be careful. Yeah, that's, yeah, true. that's true. I guess she can't sort of say to the judge, no, no, I can't have him. He'll, he'll do too good a job. Mm. She's got to kind of not show it to the judge. Mm. But Kai is not convinced of Stanley's innocence, but decides to concentrate his case on the good deeds that Stanley has done in the death and the fact that he actually um, was a part of the death of his divine shadow. Yeah, that was another good thing about this episode that, you know, I thought they weren't even going to deal with that. But, but of course, you know, that has to be addressed. You know, if it weren't, mm. for, Stan- if it weren't for Stanley, it's possible that the divine shadow would still be in power, so... That should, of course, be brought up. So I'm glad that the writers yep. didn't try to skip over that. Yeah. It's what I've, what I've loved about this series from, from this point onwards. It seems to be very good on its own continuity. Yeah. However, Stanley is found guilty, and the minimum we can expect is death. Guilty. <laughs> guilty. I thought he was going to get sent to the Phantom Zone myself. I liked mm. how um, Stephen Knightley wasn't brought into the trial. <laughs> yes, mm. I mean I'm not I'm not bored in or anything, but it's good that what in, in one episode that he has a rest a little bit, and uh, and he was still there in the start and the finish, but um, he'd, he'd have just been shouting guilty at the stand the whole time, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <in the end>. <laughs> <laughs> so as as I, as I said, the minimum we can expect is the punishment is death, but you know, Blake's having reference here for you. Should have given him a Travis to grab. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, so however, the minimum punishment is death. However, Gianna asked for the maximum penalty, which is death by no ball worms. The way I thought the trial was, the the end was um, I thought that the uh, the original prosecutor was going to come back and give evidence against. His his ex boss, like you know, yeah, it didn't really happen that way. No, I'm glad he got redemption at the end. Yeah, bullworms are vicious, vicious mega that creature that feed on nerves. It's kind of an early version of I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, though. Isn't it? Yes, am I mistaken? But I've heard the term bullworms so many times in other fun fiction. Is that, is that that is Flash Gordon, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes. Mm. The bullworms. No, not the bull. Yeah. Are you saying you're bored of hearing about bullworms? <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, I, I appeals and says it should be a quick and painless death. But yeah. He, he agrees. Yeah. The judge agrees. Yeah. 
judge agreed because yeah, they convinced the judge that Stanley wasn't a traitor. He didn't do his job properly, i.e. kill himself when he should have done. Yep. So the judge concludes that Stanley should be killed by the most expedient method possible. Zev, on the other hand, is terribly upset by this, but Kai is accepted justice has been done, and Zev leaves crying with Kai. Stanley is surprisingly calm, however. Yeah, because he seems to get quick, painless death, don't he? Yeah, yeah. However, Jana is given permission to oversee Stanley's execution, and she secretly orders the nerve ball worms, despite the decision of the judge, to be used. Yep. I thought it was an interesting touch that the worms actually have uh, very loud vocalizations. I don't think there are any worms on Earth today that make noise, so that was kind of interesting. Mm. They look like maggots that have been dipped in cheese dip. Yes. <laughs> Covered in watsits. <laughs> <laughs> you just put me off watsits. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably put the whole audience of what yes. Well, except for the Americans who have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Cheetos, Cheesy Puffs, I don't know. Oh, okay. Like like They're called what <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Kai and Zeb find out and set off to save Stan. Kai does not feel that the torture of no, Stan actually, is... Actually, actually, they don't find out. They, they, some guards come after them first. Yeah. Because she sends some guards after them. Yeah. And and she's almost, and Zev's like, what are we going to do? We can't fly the Lex. And it's yeah. right. They can't fly that Lex. But Kai does say to Zev, need to get a new life here. As a prostitute. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> number 39. <laughs> Surely she would be number 69. I thought it was interesting that, uh, that, that, that the prosecutor wanted to go after both her and Kai, since she obviously doesn't know who Kai is if she thinks she can kill him. She just wants the time loose ends, doesn't she? Yeah. This is the point where the guys fire the guns at him. Yeah. And they think those guns do absolutely nothing. Nothing to Kai, which was... When they pulled guns out, I was like, oh my God, those are the guns from like, the first few episodes. Yeah. We've seen how devastating they are. So when they did nothing, I was like, wow. And I thought it was funny when after the, the guards shot and they did nothing, they looked at their guns like, you know, the only possible explanation is there's something wrong with the guns. Mm. So obviously they can't kill what's already dead. Yeah. So at this point, they find out about the uh, ballrooms. And they arrive at the execution chamber just as Gianna is placing a tube into Stan's mouth. But Kai saves the day again. Yep. And holds Gianna in the net lock while Zeb releases Stan. And then this is an awesome bit here. This is absolutely perfect. This this next sequence where they he just basically turns around and says, Look, I'll kill her if you say you want her dead. Stan really wants to show mercy. Yep. I was just like, oh, thank God, Stan. Because I don't think you would have lived without on your conscience, mate. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, he's got no problems blowing up moons. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's because he's in a ship. 
<laughs> you want to make a point in it? Where have we heard any of those moves are happening? No, I'm just saying he hasn't checked. <laughs> so, plus he's had the guilt of these dead people on his, as we find out later, he's had the guilt of, the guilt of these dead people on his mind forever, so. Mm. Yeah, as, as someone who, who's seen the series and knows about something in the future, I don't know, something comes to mind, but I can't think of a way to say it without it being a spoiler, so I won't say it. Yeah, uh, just say it. Just say, say it to Shane uh, after the end of the podcast. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, ju- I'll just say one thing. Uh, I don't know if it, Shane will understand or not. Cheese. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Moving on then. Poker face. Okay. <laughs> I, sh- I should. I should point out there is something else. I'm not. I'm not going to say it. Uh, but there are things in. There are things that we've been talking about this episode, and it's killing me inside not being not not being able to talk about it for a future episode. Ah, maybe you need but, to do a post we've left part of the podcast. No, no, I think I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Concern, yes. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, but but did you understood what I meant when I said cheese, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to be I'm trying to do a poker face. <laughs> As in not to give away. Which is difficult again in audio. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes that's, why it. did, that's why I did silence. <laughs> so, just, as you guys say, that uh, Kai gives Dan the option to kill her, and she Stan says no, and they just go back to the Lex. Yep. And back on board the Lex, Dan learned Kai would not have only killed Gianna. If I asked, but he'd also been the enforcer of justice and he would ought to have killed Stan painlessly. Yep. And Stan orders a lax to get as far away from the pleasure of transport as possible. And then we get a romantic scene between the prosecutor and the defense lawyer. Yeah. And Gianna was wondering how they knew, how did it. Uh, Kind deserve to find out about the ball ones. And uh, Newell said, Well, I told them. Yep. And then they watched the Rex go off into the distance. And then. Man, Trent Yeah, Mandra's drone strike again. And the show ends with the destruction of the pleasure transport. And that is yep. our episode. Now there's there's a a lot that we could talk about with this episode. Go for it. Well, okay. First of all, it it was never explained. How did Stan get to be in the resistance? Like, why would they have trusted him specifically with such sensitive information? That yeah, but he really was a odd. backup courier, so like it was almost like he wasn't even the important messenger, was he? No. But yeah, but he was important in the sense that if he got caught, you know, the the enemy would get the information. Yeah, and, but and, uh, they're not really looking at it like that. I think they're sort of looking at it that he's like, if 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 the main person doesn't do their job, he's like the third guy they call upon. And I mean, I think it's really odd to to blame him. I mean, of course, he didn't murder anyone. It was his divine shadow. And if you want to put yeah. someone on trial, you could. You can get the, the the pirates who actually sold the information, knowing what would be done with it. Although, of course, they already met a, 
an interesting end. Mm-hmm. And and also, I get the impression that maybe Stanley was scapegoated uh, as being the biggest, you know, heretic of um of the Austral people or whatever, when perhaps he wasn't, and therefore this big evil lawyer woman wants to uh, be seen to be not just you know not not just have her kicks by killing him, but also be famous by being the one that killed the famous bad guy. In, in, yeah. in the eyes of people who thought Stanley was the worst thing, you know. Yeah. I think he's guilty by guilty by circumstance, really, rather than guilty by. Because in the, in the first the... episode, they don't sort of go, you know, oh, I've, I've got a bone to pick with you because you did this. They they go, oh, you are the terrible arch traitor. So there's obviously been a lot of press on the astral side about who it was who betrayed them and, and who who's guilty for all these planets. And, he just somehow became a scapegoat on it, maybe. And the other thing that wasn't mentioned was, I, I mean, when he got the job as backup courier, was he, I, I mean, did they ever tell him that by taking on that duty, he is required to kill himself if he should ever fall into enemy hands? Did he ever agree to that? Because it certainly didn't sound like he had. So, I mean, he's only guilty of not killing himself. I mean, maybe he's only supposed to be in certain backwaters of space and he's wandered a bit more into territory where he shouldn't be and it was required of him. So he maybe said yes to it in the past on the basis of it would never happen to him because it's a remote possibility. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. But, but, but he kind of got lost in the in space somewhere. Yeah. But, I mean, it it just seems clear to me that he's... There, there are a lot of people more guilty than he was. Oh, yeah, a lot more. But they needed a figurehead, and Stanley was it. Yeah, they could have found some old soldiers from his divine shadow that they could have gone after. True. Maybe there's more to this story to come along. Maybe we'll have a slice of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Um, Any other points anybody wants to make? No, as I said before, great continuity-heavy episode. Yes, indeed. Yeah, fairly good, fairly, fairly good story to it. Yeah, more so than some other episode. It'll be yeah. more adventure, been more adventure yarns. This was kind of like, um, it, it, it wasn't without its last, but it was quite a serious one. Yeah, this is one of those episodes that uh, Chuck from SF Debris would categorize as must-see because it's it's important for to, if you. Want to understand the series, the story? Well, I can see I, that. It's definitely had character development. I like that. Yeah. Has Chip done anything on Vax? I don't think so. No. Um. Okay. Well, if no one's got any notes, no. Uh, we will. We will. Uh, take a break, and we'll be right back. There we go. Okay, um, here's here's today's ad. Uh, da, 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 da. Hey, hey, Ashley, hang on. Uh, do you like Brazil? What? Do you like Brazil? Like that old movie, Brazil? No, the the Brazil. I guess so. I don't know. All right. Well, let's say you do. Okay, I like Brazil. All right. Uh, let's say you wanted to listen to a podcast about Brazil. Let's say I do. All right. Uh, why don't you go to BrazilianismsPodcast.com. Brazilianismspodcast.com, you say? That's right, Brazilianismpodcast.com. Great podcast by an old friend of mine. He 
can go check it out. You can listen to it. You can learn all about Brazil and this 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 wonderful life that you could be having in Brazil. And you have no idea what this is about, do you? No, I don't. Well, anyway, you should check out Brazilianismpodcast.com. And that's uh, B-R-A-Z-Ilianismspodcast.com. Right, Brazilianismspodcast.com. For all your Brazilian podcast needs. It's just a total dork. Welcome back. As always, what we do is quotes. So he wants to kick us off. I didn't find it a very quirky episode, uh, but I'm going to go with... Um, it just kind of amused me when uh, Kai took over the role of uh, defense lawyer or whatever, and the judge went, who are you? And he just goes, I am Kai. <laughs> and that, seemed, that seemed to account for everything. There wasn't any more question. Yeah, Kai always has the best quote of every episode. <laughs> I've got one. We'll go clear and we'll go for this one. It's just got dark. Zev, being around you, it's not easy. I suffer. I hurt. I got feelings too, you know. And I know you have no interest in me, but I think you would think because of your extra sexual drive, you would love, and from your love state of transformation, you would be, you know, more understanding of my situation. And she was. She was. I'm, I'm just going to go for the simple one. If only you had a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way she stuck her tongue out at him. Yes. This <laughs> little implies pretend that I do. Yeah, we know where you're going, mate. Yes. I still love them. Okay, well, mine was like, Toward the beginning, when Stan was explaining about the uh, the place he wanted to go, and he said, they're traders. You just give them something valuable, and it's bingo bongo yum yum time. <laughs> Actually, that would be a good name for the podcast. If we didn't already have a name, we could call it bingo bongo yum yum time. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you don't want to call it bingo bongo dum dum time? Yeah, we could do that too. Hey, dare you talk about something like that. Oh, dear. Anybody else? Scrolling. Nothing's jumping out at me at the moment. Nope. I think we're done for quotes. Excellent, 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 excellent. Feedback can be sent to this podcast at... LexIntroCast at gmail.com Excellent. Excellent. Now we're moving on to ratings. And who wants to go first? Actually, no, Taylor, I'm going to break with tradition on that. I'm going to go first this time. Wow, that's an unusual statement. Hey? Me and Barely go first. Yes. Very good episode. Fills in a lot of the backstory that we've been wondering about Stan since the beginning. Um, I've really, really enjoyed it myself, personally. I should say at this stage, when we agreed to do this podcast, I was in the mix of doing a rewatch of Lex. Then I stopped doing my rewatch, so I didn't want to get confused about which episode we were doing. This was the last episode I watched on that rewatch. Ah, so you caught up yourself. Yeah. Episodes going forward, I haven't seen in a, quite a while. Uh-huh. So that's going to be quite interesting. So if they're as good or as bad, depending on depending on which way you want to look at it, as I as I remember. 
As long as it's not as bad as eating pattern, we're fine. Yeah. Or the web. Which is shit. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Another Blake Seven reference there for you, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, it was more a Shaker Blake, Blake reference than the web, Blake Seven reference, but... Well, yeah, that's true. And I have to give this a 9 out of 10 psychopathic defense lawyers. Psychopathic prosecution lawyers. Uh, who wants to go next? Um, well, I'll give it... I think I'll give it a 7. It was... It was very well written. I had a few issues about it that we talked about. Uh, and I would, the only reason I'm not giving it an eight, though, is just because even though it was a really good episode, it wasn't extremely enjoyable to watch. Like, it's not one where I would say, wow, I'm in the mood to watch that episode of Lex again. Uh, so I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I think I'll give it a seven as well. It's bound to me now. I love this episode. It was. What I love about good science fiction, it's continuity heavy, and it's definitely a nine, nine out of ten nerf ball worms. Excellent, 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 excellent. I bet you're all wondering what we're going to be talking about next week. Well, between now and next week, I've got more hitchhikers. Oh, yes, that was a plug, cheap plug, that was a cheap plug, wasn't it? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have had the first episode to go up of Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy, the primary phase of the radio series. We're going to be doing the secondary radio series very, very soon. In fact, we're recording on Monday. And trust me, we spent an hour and a half talking about it, and we loved it to pieces, but we did have a good time. So if you've got any feedback to that, please send it along to the Martians are here at gmail.com. And where do we find the uh, primary phase of the Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy? You'll find that at highwaytomars.com. Highway to Mars being a podcast that explores the universe of science fiction and has had one of our guest hosts on this show on already. Excellent. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, next episode is called Love Grows. What? G-R-O-W-S. Yeah. L-O-V space G-R-O-W-S. Another one of those. I wonder if the plant moves back. Oh, no. I have this horrible mix-up between a love liner and that potato hoe episode we just did in my mind. Or maybe Stan gets pregnant. Sure. Maybe. Um, I'm thinking maybe one of the characters. I'm going to pick Seven Night is random, I guess. Oh, he can't um, get any more in love than he already is, man. <laughs> yeah, but maybe he's going to grow. I think mean, he's finally oh, going to get a body. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> love grows. And then he'll get his own Archie. Okay. Um, I haven't got a clue when we'll be recording the next episode as I speak to you, because in a couple of weeks' time, I'm off to Canada for a week. To research Canada. To go to see where they filmed this show. Sorry? To see where they filmed this show. (laughs) No, no, that's that's in Nova Scotia, where they filmed this show. 
Blame Canada. <laughs> and I'm actually going to go to Toronto. Have fun. See, you've, got, yeah. you've got the image of Robert Goulet in my head now. <laughs> WrestleMania 6? Yes, best WrestleMania ever. Okay, we'll, we'll leave that debate for after the podcast. So I have no idea when we'll be recording that show as I speak. Probably recording in about four weeks' time from the date, which is now the 13th of March. So, yes. We want to apologise because of episodes not being up at the moment. We've had a few. We've had a few technical difficulties. Yes. But we'll hopefully we get all the episodes back up as soon as possible. Yeah. So by the time you hear this, you'll actually all be probably far enough in the future that they won't actually make a difference. Indeed. Anyway. We'll say goodbye now, so we'll speak to everyone. We'll speak to everyone soon. Yeah, and actually, uh, listeners should probably hang on and wait for the end where we can hear the uh, the, the rant about Donald Trump, and I think oh, about yes. Hillary as well. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so yes, if you could hold on for that, that's, um, that's hold on to that. Well, you can hear that after the uh, closing theme, but f- for us. Right now, we'll say to you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. I am the lexicon. I am the most powerful podcast in the two universes. I'm going to go on a rant now, but you know we've got Hillary Clinton, a person who is in so much trouble with her emails, and people are going to be voting for her. We've got Trump, who is about to go and get into trouble because there is Trump University shindig. He's going to get into tr- so much trouble. We've got Hillary Clinton, who is breaking every single electoral rule in the book. Keeper Tuesday, there's one rules just like over here. You're not allowed to have a yourself or representative within 150 feet of the polling station. We had Bill frigging Clinton inside the polling station with the mayor. We've got progressive newspaper that's like that. I can't remember what the name is. We've got this progressive thing. We're supposed to be looking at it on both sides. Who had been attacking... Bernie Sanders, left, right, left, right, left, right, trying to knock the guy out with, through the written word. And you go to them and say, no, we're not biased, we're not biased at all. Then, of course, then you've got, you, you research it. And, of course, who is on the managing director board? But Chelsea freaking Clinton. Where can I start in freaking Trump? Or Trump, as it should be, you know? Something I leave in the toilet for crying out loud. <laughs>